welcome back to Hitch Route. Week 12 is in the book, so we are we are really getting to the end there. We and, are two-thirds uh, of the way through the NFL season. We are, we are two-thirds of the way through. and uh, I know my fractions. That's right. <laughs> this is a... Uh, you know, this was a a wild week uh, in a lot of ways. A would you say it was? Would you say it was full of bangers, sir? I would. I would indeed. It gets the banger certificate. Congrats. Yes. Um, NFL. No, nah, but another banger. And you'll notice the runtime on this is not as long. Uh, the ah, reason for that. Ah. <laughs> the reason for that. Technicalities. Am I right? The reason for that is because we're going to try something new. This week, we are, we're going to have three episodes. So shorter episodes with three episodes. So the episode you're listening to now, we're just going to go over the, the weekly recap. So we usually go over that at the beginning of our longer episodes, but now we're just going to break it up because, you know, we want you guys to have all the information whenever you want it, um, you know, in a, in a more uh, miniature manner because uh, Alex likes to ramble. He likes to hear himself talk. So that's exactly it. I am the referee yeah. of this podcast. <laughs> and so we're gonna try to we're gonna try to see if uh this is uh more helpful for y'all so you guys can give us your feedback on this but uh yeah anything to add uh what do, what do you think of the week overall alex i think it was pretty tight you know um some games were like upsets but at least the upsets were good mm-hmm. you never like a ba- like an ugly upset and i don't i really don't think there were any of those this week yeah, it seemed like every every team kind of played, um, you know, they played well. Every team played, played pretty well. well. I, like, I guess the one, the, yeah, there's like the only game I'd call an ugly upset probably. I mean, it's not even that much of an upset. I don't know because the home team won. Eagles-Giants was like the one game that, uh, oh, also, okay, Panthers-Broncos, uh, Panthers-Dolphins made me feel icky too. But like at least the Dolphins played really well. Eagles-Giants, it's like trash bowl. That's about it. Yeah. That it was a really good week for the NFL. Good for them. And it's weird that you and I were missing the cards and the Chiefs, and it's still a really good week. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean I, I think overall it was honestly for us too, it was a solid week. So just just so people people know, we went ten and five, both of us. And Carrie went nine and six. So we finally bested Carrie. That's always a good feeling. Yeah. Um it's especially good for me because we'll talk about this later. But Packers beat Rams, huge win. Packers are definitely the Super Bowl favorites. Um, I think it's official at this point, which is a really good feeling. Um, especially after that week one, that was an ugly week one. But you know, we, we kind of is our bet still on? Is that bet still on? What bet? We were talking about a bet, you know, about Packers being in the Super. Was it in the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl? I, I think it was uh I think it was in the Super Bowl actually, um but I don't remember what the bet was. I I think I remember I remember the split, but like yeah, I don't remember if it was in the I think it was in the Super Bowl. You're probably right, mm. but I do I I think also we'd have to change the margins because those margins are pretty unfair now. I think on a two to one if they're mm. the faves, but yeah, yeah um we'll I'm still a little low. Or I I still don't like the Packers. Like I'm trying to like uh, I know I'm a biased Bears fan, but uh, I don't like the Packers. And I've it, but I've come to terms with the fact that even if I don't like the supporting cast very much, Aaron Rodgers seals the deal. I mean, an elite quarterback shapes your entire team, so that's why the Packers are so great. Um, I've always been focusing on like the totality of players, but. 
the quarterback, I was not giving Aaron enough weight in that factoring of how good a team is. And as much as I hate him, he's an amazing football player. I mean, you know, um, I think I think overall, right, it's just kind of crazy how how much he really impacts the team. And I think as, as crazy as his MVP race is, because it's really such, such a shit show at this point, um, Aaron Rodgers has a, has a really good case if, if the Packers keep this up. He um, does. Just based off of a pure record, honestly. Like, that's usually a very good uh, way to go about it. Just pick, indicator, the, sure. yeah, just pick the best team and, and give their quarterback the MVP. It's, like, a pretty simple formula. So we'll see if it if it uh, ends up happening. But, yeah, um, yeah we'll, we'll dive right in. Alex, uh, two-minute drill. Two-minute drill. Okay, Chief. Well, the Bears left me depressed on Thanksgiving, and we still won. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, Bills at Saints. Uh, Bills just mopped the floor with the Saints. It was a good game for them to set themselves right, and uh, they are looking pretty solid once again. Jets at Texans. Interesting game. Still a trash bowl, but still an interesting game. And, uh, you know, Zach Wilson won a game after being out for a month, so maybe they didn't need Mike White after all. Eagles at Giants, um, yeah, divisional battle, Giants wanting to make things even more complicated for this division, I guess they do have the stuff, and now it's just a bunch of ugliness behind the Cowboys, and they're starting to turn a bit ugly too, we'll get into that more. Panthers at Dolphins, um, Cam had to be benched, I think that's all I have to say, come on. Um, Titans at Patriots, it it was a bit of a fight for the first part, but uh, Patriots won the battle, won the war, and really extended it by the end. It didn't help the Titans' case that they were very depleted health-wise. Ste- uh, sorry, not that one. Uh, Falcons at Jaguars. Um, the game that Anish originally wanted to bet on. It was interesting. I'll give you that, Anish. But uh, uh, Fal- Falcons pretty comfortably won this even though the score was closer than that suggests. Um, Cordell went off, too. Chargers at Broncos. Uh, Chargers continue to be constantly hot or cold, not finding a happy balance, but uh, the Broncos looked really good after being rested. And is Javante the new king of that backfield? Who knows? Lastly, Seahawks at Washington. Just uh, uh, finally, Russell Wilson scored a touchdown. It's been almost two months since that's happened, and that's tough to imagine. Craziest part, though, that happens with uh, DK Metcalf only catching a single ball. And uh, Washington won. Washington is being pesky for no good reason of late. That's my take. That that was a crazy finish, though. It was a crazy finish, um, but, uh, you know, it didn't make the cut, guys. It was was an interesting game, but... uh, it was more trash bowl, I'd say, than the rest of these interesting games. Yeah, I think I think that game in particular, it was really bad until the last two minutes. And then it was really good for two minutes. But <laughs> that's about it. Washington sold that, and they still won. Yeah. But yeah, that's okay. about it for the rest of the league. Now let's get into it, Anish. Okay, Raiders and Cowboys. Uh, so we all get this wrong. We all pick the Cowboys. At home, they lose. Like this, uh, this Raiders team is kind of unpredictable. Like we we talk about it, the Raiders team is very unpredictable. So, 
kind of a kind of a close close game, but just a, a strange game, right? Just so super strange. It was super strange, but it was super entertaining as well. Mm-hmm. Marcus Mariota also uh, touchdown, so that's just uh, a, very much a uh, a callback to to those days when he used a to callback to those days. Man, yeah. he won a he won he won the Heisman, right? What did he win the Heisman? I thought he won the Heisman. I don't know. Maybe I dude, I have no idea. This is not in my era. No, this is not your <laughs> era. If he did, if he did, it's not in my era, bro. All right, it's like the dinosaurs. <laughs> Marcus Mariota, a dinosaur. <laughs> wow. He is not even 30, and he is a dinosaur. That is That's who it is, bro. It's the NFL. And he didn't win the Heisman, so I guess I'm a dinosaur too. <laughs> but, yeah, um, that one play was kind of weird just because if you have Marcus Mariota lining up, I think the entire league at this point should know this is just the Taysom Hill play, basically. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but, nah, uh, the Cowboys got fooled. Cowboys got fooled, at least for three yards worth, enough for the end zone. Either way, uh, yeah, this was a really good game for Derek Carr. Um, earlier on in the year, like a long time ago, there were him being in the, the rumor mill for the MVP race, and while that's gone very far away, he showed once again that, uh, you know, under the right conditions, he can be elite. I think that's my biggest takeaway from the Raiders' performance. And it's just disappointing for the Cowboys, you know, because they have so much on the line. At least they scored a lot without either CeeDee Lamb or Amari, but I still figured they'd have enough to win, you know? I think uh, the Cowboys put up a pretty valiant effort um, considering the injuries and considering Zeke was actually kind of banged up. Um, Pollard, Pollard, you know, obviously... Looked fine. He had that. I don't know if you saw. It. So <laughs> he has the return touchdown, uh, and the ref just trips over himself on the sidelines. Ah, uh, yes. Thing. I I I remember that, and I was yeah. I had remembered it, and I was gonna bring it up, but uh, I forgot. But thank you. Yep. Yeah. The pylon really just took him out. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. It was I, I'm down in history. I'm I'm surprised he didn't throw a flag for that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Pollard, Pollard obviously had that had that uh, return touchdown, but um, in general, um, Pollard is you know he's he's good. Like he's he's good as a as a replacement. I think this game, like they they weren't rushing too much, but um, I think even if Zeke kind of uh, plays a little bit less this week or whatever, they're very confident in Pollard. They're using him all over the place. The passing game though is is really what. What you know, they they really went for the passes, right? That that was their whole strategy, um, mm-hmm. and it, it paid off. Gallup, Gallup finally Gallup after a whole half season of being out finally gets his uh, moment to shine with it's a uh, huge game. And with the so other two wide receivers Wilson. gone, Cedric, so Wilson, Cedric Wilson. Yeah, this is again this this is just a really good game for quarterbacks. I mean, mm-hmm. we know that Dak is really good, and he's actually been in the MVP race for. A while now, not like the tops, but he's like in the conversation. When he did this without either of his stars, no offense, Gallup, this was really proving just how much he's grown as a football player. I don't remember both players, but like Dak especially hitting such tight windows and really making the field his own. He's especially clutch too. Like the the Raiders didn't score a, a, a touchdown for like 
the the last quarter and overtime, and I think a good chunk of the third. I also it was only field goals, and Daniel Carson is really the reason they won that game, Carlson. So yeah, it was definitely a very fun game. Weirdly enough, on the Raiders' offense, Darren Waller was nearly silent, uh, but he did get hurt. He did get hurt too. So, but even then, he was pretty quiet for much of the game before the injury. And now he's probably doubtful, so that certainly doesn't help the Raiders moving forward. I Yeah, this, I mean, the Raiders seem just, um, it's hard to predict, like, what, what they'll do from week to week. It, you know, if this continues, then I, I would be confident to say that they'll they'll hit their stride again. But um, it's hard to say because they had so many things, you know, thrown their way this season that I feel like it's kind of wrong. Wait, them. they but, did? There were things that went against the Raiders this year? <laughs> just maybe. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to you know, put it even to perspective. Des- Deshaun Jackson, uh, honestly, like, yeah, he... he uh, I mean, it was like he on a. Too. It was it was a weird missed tackle, right? I mean, it was yeah. pretty bad coverage by the Cowboys. Um, but at yeah, that point, though, no, Djax is just such a deep threat that I don't know. Yeah, man. You, like, you, you, I'm not taking away the credit, but it was just yeah. like, you know, I expected a little more from the Cowboys' defense, specifically like on that play. Mm. Um, I would say though that uh, the really weird part of their defense was Anthony Brown got called for four DPIs. And I don't even know if I agreed with half of them. It was uh, the refs really like to show up themselves, just Mm -hmm. like I really like rambling on this podcast. No, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like there were a ton of penalties. Um, I mean, I don't know. That's just part of that's just part of the game at this point. It's part of the game. Yeah, I know, I know. But uh, I, I, I think defenses get too hard of a time. Most, like, oh, for sure. Like, uh, especially on DPI, is like other games had similar things always, but it's like you can't even you can't even like tackle sometimes. Almost, it's ridiculous. Anthony, yeah. I've never seen a guy get called for four DPIs though. Even if they're wrong, that they he put himself into that situation four times—that's absurd. Yeah, for sure, I, I agree with that, and I think. Overall, um, it was it was a very entertaining game. I think you'll you will find that a lot of games this week were just super high scoring and in a very entertaining way. It seemed like it wasn't it didn't even feel like the defense was playing that badly. It just seemed like the offenses were clicking all over the place. Um, and this yeah, is kind of an fair. example of that. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I really don't have much else from this game, but uh, I'm just happy that uh, there was something enjoyable on Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's right. The Bears winning wasn't even enjoyable. The fact that it had to go... I know this isn't your episode, guys, but the fact that it had to be a clutch field goal to beat the Lions on Thanksgiving, guys, please kill me. Please kill me. (laughs) At least you beat them. That's true. That is true. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Okay, let's do it. Bucks at uh, Colts. So... Bucks win 38-31. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, I mean, Fortnite goes off. That's that's the obvious storyline here. Um, and, and Gronk goes off. That's the other obvious storyline. But um, my thing, my main takeaway here is Tom Brady is just, uh, he's been underwhelming recently. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going on. 
So yeah. what does that say about your bet that he's going to be the MVP? Yeah, it, it's just not my uh, year for bets, bro. That's just what it is. Mm. Yeah, I'd say this is about Brady. Like, there was this one really bad interception he threw to Isaiah Rogers. Like, sometimes I watch, like, this game I didn't watch live. So this game I watched, like, in a highlight reel, like, just seeing the condensed game of what happened. And when I watched it, not seeing the snap, I swore it was a Colts offensive play because of where the DB was. It literally looked like uh, he ran the route and that Brady was trying to throw to him. Like, that, he, he has been off. He got saved by his defense today. I mean, not today, but this week. He got saved by his defense. He got saved by Lucky Lenny. And uh, Gronk came back to make a difference as he did the week before. So, yeah, I guess what gives are, are is it that, I think we talked about this, like, in our chat, like, earlier, that just quarterbacks in general, at least, even not just from a fantasy perspective, but even overall, you have been fairly flaky this year. I would say, you know, it's this whole year has been really odd. Usually at this at this point you see a few teams, at least one team that's undefeated or has only one loss. But this year it's it's not nothing like that at all. It's just random two lost teams, three lost teams all over the place. And you know, it's like no one's really stepping up to bat in the MVP race or teams overall in terms of their records. Like that's why it's so hard to read what's going on, right? You have games like the Raiders. The Raiders randomly step up, you know, and we we thought we understood what the Raiders season was going to be like. And you know, the Titans still keep it up for a bit after Derrick Henry goes down, and now mm-hmm. they're you know now they're you know whatever. But just things like that are so strange, and weird things keep happening that I can't really explain. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's really tough. I, it's hard because I don't know who the MVP is. I don't think it's Tom Brady anymore, you know? Like, he's just not producing. He's winning, but he's not producing. He, he still might win the Super Bowl. That's the thing. Like, the team is really good. The team is stacked, sure. just as stacked as it was before. Um, but, yeah, it's just uh, this regular season has been very odd to read. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I, me thinking about it, yeah, I feel like, I don't really know who's going to make it in a Super Bowl at all. I, you know, my personal favorite is still the Rams, but we'll get into how uh, disappointing they've been of late. And I might have to rethink that. But I feel almost certain that the NFC is winning the Super Bowl. That's that's my thing. Like, it's that it's going to be the NFC, almost certainly. That's probably fair that... Um... Yeah, the top I teams mean, in the NFC are probably stronger. That's yeah, I mean, Bills. If Bills stay good, you know, Bills are a very good team top down. And Chiefs, you know, you can't do anything about Mahomes when he is uh, simply in the flow, perfect as he has been so many times before. But yeah, I just I don't know. And on the conversation of the MVP race, though, I want to talk about uh, the fact that Jonathan Taylor had a really quiet game. Um, Fox no, I don't know. Like quiet compared to what he usually does. Yes, the, exactly, exactly. Well. That's the point. It's quiet relatively. But if you if you take away like the last legit uh, Colts drive when Taylor was simply carving up the field, 
he actually was a really quiet game before that last drive. I think he got like two thirds of his scrimmage yardage and his touchdown from that mm. last uh, four minutes of the game. I mean, that's just the rush defense too, right? That's always been there. Yeah, but it's weird that it happened then when they were actually. That was literally when uh, um, the the Colts were down. They were up by fourteen or seventeen at two different points, and they didn't rely on Jonathan Taylor that much. But then, at the very end, he was super clutch himself on his carries. It's, yeah, he he he, he, he actually ended up with five point two yards of carry. That's actually so insane, right? Yeah, I mean, against the against the the Bucks defense, which is full strength now, essentially, yeah. um, that is very good. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe that that also is the difference. Like the Bucks are <sighs> growing. Gronk plays, man, it's just unbelievable. He just doesn't play ever. So like, it's <laughs> what they, what they should do is they should just rest him at this point. They should they just, just rest got, him until the playoffs. They just gotta, uh, cryogenically freeze him between oh, yeah, every 100%. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah he, he only, he's only allowed to come out to play football. Otherwise, he Fair has enough. to stay in the... Or, or, or film commercials. That is his or only other responsibility. That's right. That's right. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay. But yeah, full strength... No, but just quickly, on the full strength, yeah. I think it's actually the defense that's the bigger story. Just because they had Antoine Winfield and Levante David and I think, Dev, I think Devin White was in, Jordan Whitehead. Like, their full secondary is back. It's not going to... It's not the, a league-destroying uh, secondary, but... Given the rest of the solidness of their defense, just having the full secondary is enough to make them so potent. It's the team that you wanted when you drafted them in fantasy. Yeah, for sure. And uh, hopefully now it pays off in fantasy. But that's uh, yeah. that's a different episode because we're doing it differently ep- now. That's weird. It's a different episode now. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Yeah. Um, okay, but with that, we'll move on. Um <laughs> Steelers and Bengals. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know why we. I, I think I, put, I, I think I'm going to call the. This. I think I'm going to call the Bengals the bangers from now on. Okay, fine, the bangers. The Steelers they, at the bangers. Because yeah, no, because this game was. Uh, you know, if 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 Alex had any game to point to to be like, this is why you shouldn't draft Najee and Deontay. Deontay did fine. I, I to be fair, but. Najee did not. And uh, the reason is because the Steelers are just so atrocious that mm. it's a, it's actually impossible um, to deal with. Ben has to retire. Like, it's done. And <laughs> I think some people were joking. Um, they, were, they were saying, like, Mike Thomas is just letting Big Ben play so he gets injured. So he, he's, like, forced to retire because he doesn't want to be the one to tell Big Ben to stop playing. <laughs> so he's just trying to, like, play him into into injury so that he can uh he can get him to retire but yeah i mean at that at this point it's just uh it's too much it's like it's so hard to watch and the thing is they kept trying to go through big ben they kept trying to throw the ball and see what would happen even though it clearly wasn't working what do you do when you're down five possessions what do you do when you're down five possessions fine but at least try Najee. They didn't really try using you him. You can't try the run game when you're down five possessions, you could, man. You, it's better that they end up losing by basically five possessions anyways, right? Nothing happened. Uh, I guess. I, I am surprised generally that they didn't uh, 
this felt like game script wise, if they were going to win, it would be a game that's through Najee for sure. Right. That's, that, that's, that's the thing. That's also, that's literally where the Bengals are weak on defense, the run. Right. Like, uh, someone has to do their homework, Tomlin. Come on. Yeah. Even I knew that. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I feel like this is a game you have to, if you're, if you're a worse team, if you are like objectively the worst team, which you have to be self-aware enough to understand that, you have to run the ball. You have to control the clock. You have to make sure that the offense doesn't play on the field so that they don't score. You just want to limit their possessions and maximize yours. And you do that by running the ball. And you have Najee Harris, the best running back in the league, and you're not okay. using him. Okay, okay, <laughs> Using him. Best running back in the league. Yep, no mm-hmm. doubt. Yeah, 100%. 2.9 yards a carry, bro. So good. No! <laughs> 2.9 yards a carry versus the Bengals versus 5.2 yards a carry versus the Buccaneers. I think JT is just a teensy bit better. <laughs> the uh, Joe Mixon also had a, had a pretty big week, oh, yeah. too, he, right? He, he um, had a really great week. Yeah, I mean, um, all over they were just clicking. Like, everything was working. I mean, it's, it's everything just... has to click. Interestingly enough, it was, a, it was a quiet game for Jamar, though. Quiet game for Jamar. Because they were able to, I mean, T. Higgins was like open all game, and he almost had a second touchdown. It was his. It was definitely his biggest game of the season. Um, Well, this is the theory, right? The theory is usually what happens is, um, you know, the the top receivers are still the top receivers, but they get covered more heavily, and so that opens up the second receiver in in a lot of ways because. Usually that second receiver, for example, T. Higgins, is very talented. Mm-hmm. He would have been the top receiver if Jamar wasn't in. Um, I mean, yeah, he was literally the top receiver last year. Right, exactly. And and so now that he's the second guy, the corners that are going to be – the the backs that are going to be uh, defending him are not going to be, like, appropriate for his skill level. Mm. And he's a big guy. Like, he's their end zone threat, right? He's a big boy. Yeah, and Jamar, Jamar usually scored off of those – you know, oh yeah, down for field. him it's for him it's almost always rack. It's right. always uh, running after the catch. Right. Um, he's pretty elusive. I you know I almost don't. I I don't know if I do. I think Jamar has played better this year. Yes, but I honestly don't know if I really want to say he's the the better receiver. They just have different skills. I, it's very different than the whole Keenan Allen Mike Williams dynamic. I'd say. It's that uh, T- I, I really like T. Higgins a lot. T. Higgins very much can be the lead receiver. It's just the way the chemistry works out. Joe Burrow really has his connection with Chase. So that's interesting that sometimes it's just about chemistry. And we'll get into it with uh, another game. I think chemistry really brings some players alive. If uh, if if you catch my drift, you should know who I'm talking about. I actually have no idea who you're talking about. Randall Cobb. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. That was uh, that was beautiful. But, okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. We might as well get into him now, right? Unless okay, yeah, we about. let's let's do it. Let's do it. Um, do Rams, it. Rams at Packers. So this is a this is a huge dub, right? So dub for me i get i get 10 bucks yeah, thank yeah. god i'm finally making back up my uh, my debt mm-hmm. um carrie also went in with me so we both uh, end up getting 10 from alex so that always a good feeling to take money from alex um so yeah get used to it 
<laughs> well, well, I hope so. I hope so. Um, but more importantly than that, the Packers win. And the Packers win pretty convincingly, honestly. Uh, the Rams score in the fourth, but by that point, it's it's so far gone that it's kind of, you know, eh, I don't know. Like, it, it's not really close at that point. Um, the interesting part is there are three games that are happening at this point, if I remember correctly. All three games were intense. And we're gonna, I think we're going to talk about um, all of them, if not, if not most of them. Um, not just, all of them. Not yeah, well, yeah, but either way, the, the, all, all those games Shout were Shout out to uh, Chargers Broncos. You know, right. you were good, but... Uh, and you thought you were a worse game than Steelers Bengals. Well, that was that was Steelers Bengals was so um, such a shit show. That I, I just love watching the shit shows. I so. mean, I'm happy that we spent several minutes destroying Big Ben. Like that felt much more validating than any thorough breakdown of the Chargers Broncos game I can mm, do. Yeah. Well, here um, Rams were probably. I mean, again, we say this right, but we we thought they were Super Bowl contenders. Or it's favorites, right? Yeah, that's tough. Even even before this week, because what they're seven and three, mm-hmm. and there's or wait, they're seven and four. What were they? Seven and three, seven and three. Um, and we were saying they're Super Bowl contenders. It's not really that viable. Um, they lose this game against the Packers, who are now nine and three, and now the Packers are supposed to be the Super Bowl favorites, and they're nine and three. Like no one knows anything right now i have no idea who's going to win it the packers had a really good game though like it was super fun to watch just so dominant on on every part of the field it felt like aj Dillon looks so good um you know aaron jones obviously like played for for a bit but aj Dillon really you know showed his uh his prowess like he was he was blocking really well he was Running it, he was he was uh, catching passes. He was kind of doing it all. I love to see it from him. We all liked him. The main story here, I think, is Randall Cobb finally breaking out. And I think the main story here is give Aaron Rodgers who he wants, and good things will happen. Because Aaron Rodgers was pulling for uh, Randall Cobb all season, all all uh, off season, and they finally got him. And uh, now it's now it's proving very effective, and it's really good to see him back, bro. It's so good to see him back. Yeah, I'm happy for you, man. Like, honestly, as much as I hate your team, I'm happy you're happy. Um, but uh, I, I'm just uh, underwhelmed by the Rams, you know? I I really want to continue supporting them, but I just, uh, I, I'm tired of uh, making the same arguments, like, for the, what, the third week in a row now that, wait, well, sorry, not third week because they had a bye the week before, but, you know, oh, man, they are going to set it right. Uh, They just need to fix themselves. I do genuinely think, though, that uh, as good of a concept bringing in OBJ is and bringing in Von Miller, it does seriously affect the offensive chemistry. And I think that's, that's been the big story for the past few weeks, just that they have to refine themselves because... Without Woods and with a, a very different style player instead, it changes things a lot. I also do think, though, that uh, they have uh, probably... I, I, I think, for one, that they should probably incorporate the run game more because I think Henderson has not been doing as well as he could be given like how well he was doing earlier in the season. 
I don't yeah, know. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm confused what happened there, honestly. Yeah, same. I, I, I think, uh, I, I think here's my general takeaway that the Rams O line has gotten worse throughout the year. And at first I thought it was just in pass protection, but no, it's really, um, in all aspects. So that means that they have been running less cause they don't want to depend on it. Um, but you know, I don't think that's the right, I don't think that's the right argument i i think that from the sample size even if it's smaller the henderson henderson's been doing well enough i think they should do it more also i think they took away play action almost entirely from their offense i think they should definitely try it you know i i think a lot could happen if they went to like a more hybrid of the very new version of their offense to the one that was like a year ago like find a happy medium because a really good team is the versatile team, the one that can get through any different situation. That's why option plays are so good. That's why um, trick plays when you use them occasionally can be so potent. I, I don't feel impressed at all by the late, the, the late performance of the Rams. And we've talked about this, right? It feels like Stafford has pretty good stats for this game. I never got the feeling that he was super comfortable or, you know, that the Rams were super comfortable, honestly. The Rams were down the entire game, um, basically. Mm-hmm. So they were always playing catch-up, and it felt like they were, it felt like they were, they were a bit, you know... You know, if I was a Rams fan during that game, I would be super anxious the entire game. Obviously, the game kind of uh, slips away in the third quarter, but, you know... Up until then, even you know, it's 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 very tight. But I felt very anxious as as a, a if I was a Rams fan, I'd be very anxious because it kind of felt like the Packers were doing everything correctly, and over time that would prevail, and it did end up prevailing. Yeah. Like kind of everything broke through in the third quarter, but in general, the Packers were playing pretty flawlessly, and um, it's honestly like kind of a weird thing, but it really was flawless, and uh, yeah, I. I it was kind of a, it was just a beautiful game to watch. I think overall, and I think just the Rams are just not there yet. Um, I don't know. The Packers just seem to this game just like was so different. It was like so there was so much of an X factor to it. You know, uh, the Packers just have have so much going for them. It's just so so magical, so magical. I love it. I love. I'm happy it. we at least have one game of you being the Rambler for once. <laughs> yeah, you gotta switch it up. Gotta switch gotta up. Switch for, it up. Gotta spice things up. Yeah. Um, sure. But yeah, um, yeah. Not much else to say. I think this Rams team, if they get their chemistry aligned very well, is the best team in the NFC. But they're far away from that at this moment. Yeah. Okay. Vikings at Niners. So Vikings lose here. Why was this a banger, man? Why was this a banger? Why are the Vikings bangers prone? Like, what is this? Yeah. What is this? The one regret I have is picking the Vikings to not make the playoffs. And I think we talked about that. They just have... um, They just have uh, so much going for them for some reason. Just They they seem like they should be doing everything wrong. Like, Kirk Cousins is not a Super Bowl quarterback. Like, you really need to build your team, like, super well to have him be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. But he's competent, and he's good enough to get you to the playoffs, right? And Justin Jefferson is a really good receiver, and Adam Thielen is a really good receiver. 
but like and Dalvin Cook is an okay running back. He's he's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which no you know, Madison, tragically tra- he's no tragically, that that um that looked really rough when he went down too. Like that was mm-hmm. uh, I mean everyone was like on their knees and stuff. Like that's that's how you know. Like there are three there are like two injuries, right? Debo and um Debo and uh uh well no Debo and someone else got injured at like around the same time and then Dalvin gets injured right after or something. Mm. It's just like a brutal day for injuries in, in, in this time span. And it was it just like felt like it halted all momentum for both teams. Um and you know, the Niners I think were up at that point, so they kind of maintained that lead. But it was just a rough game and you know, Madison will hopefully step up. He's he's a he's a decent backup. Um so yeah, I mean Vikings just uh very they're not even fun to watch. Overall, like I, I would not turn on a game just to watch the Vikings. No, I think the I think the Vikings are fun on offense. Um, I I I I don't like watching teams that I don't like watching both halves of them though. So yeah, I wouldn't go to the the Vikings game unless it's the Bears game when we lose against them twice. Either, right? <laughs> but okay, so fair enough. But I think also the Vikings just. I think for me maybe. To watch an offense and just like purely just want to watch an offense, I really need like I need either a super entertaining quarterback, like let's say Mahomes or Lamar or or um, Aaron Aaron Rodgers, obviously, or I need like a really good running back, right? Like Jonathan Taylor is super fun to watch. Um, Dalvin Cook has some questions for you. He does, right? He this whole season. He's kind of, I mean, he's been good. He's been very good, but he's also been like a little bit slow, it seems. Like he's been, you know, his, his the way he moves is a little bit like slower to me uh, than a lot of other running backs. And maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just because, you know, he's had his fair share of injuries. Um, but he's always been like, he always looked a little bit slow to me. And, you know, obviously he's very good. He's very tough and like he, he will find his holes. But, you know, he does get injured, right? And this is one of those games he, he got injured, and um, that happens, and it's really rough. Like, I, I wish him all the best. But, um, you know, he is he is the type of player that we've seen, you know, get injured from time to time. So, yeah, uh, fair enough. We'll, we'll see. We'll but see on the other happens. side of the ball, because, you know, the Vikings, I honestly, I don't, I don't want them to be the main story of this game. I want it to be the Niners, because they're such a well-rounded team right now. Mm-hmm. They're They're stepping up everywhere. Brandon Ayuk is taken on a very strong receiving role, even though he was like non-existent earlier in the season. Timmy Garoppolo is playing very well. Elijah Mitchell's a stud. Um, yeah, I mean, and even their defense, like the everyone is stepping up, and like even like the the next man up part, like a guy that's been talked about a lot is like Al Shire. Um, he was like on the practice squad, and now he's one of their best defensive players. It's really great to see what a well-run organization can do. And once, even they they had their injuries and they had their off beats, that they're able to come together and be such a solid team at the end of the day. Um, so they deserve all the praise. I I want the Niners to do really well, um, and you know. There are three very legit teams in the NFC West. And I would say this Niners team, like you said, is very well-rounded. I think they're going to miss Debo Samuel. 
because yeah, they they that. ran a lot of his. I mean, this game, you know, he he was he was actually more running a lot more than he was I feel like being used in the passing game. But he had like one or two receptions. He yeah, he had, he had two rushing touchdowns. But that's not really the point, right? The point is he really is. He really is kind of a dynamic playmaker for them in general. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Elijah Mitchell is their running back, but Debo Samuel really just mixes things up, right? When you when you start getting other other people involved in the running game, it gets really confusing for the defense. And yeah. I think he's out for two weeks. Um, uh, yeah, so, it's like one to two. They're not sure. So he he'll be back. So that's good. Um, but they've really, you know, that guy's uh, that guy's. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely going to be tough because like. Ayuk is not the guy that I would want to be super covered, you know, like, and with Debo out of the picture, that's what's going to happen. I think um, the Seahawks aren't a great defensive team, but I think they have their games plan cut out for them defensively, that now we know who to lock onto and we know how to take advantage of you because your offense is pretty simple right now. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. It's very, it's it's a lot simpler for sure. They they really switch things up a lot on offense, and that's to their advantage. But now it is a lot simpler, and that'll that'll hurt them. I don't think Jimmy G is good enough to kind of carry a team like this. You know, um, eh, who knows? I mean, he took him to a Super Bowl before, but he had a really good supporting cast. That you know, like that team was really good. Was and is kind of like I don't know, like a lot of the pieces are, are kind of still there, but. That that Fair team, enough. like that defense, was really good too, right? Yeah, it's it is so, a little worse in most areas. I'll, I'll yeah, that. yeah. So I wouldn't say it was really like his doing. Whereas you yeah. know, Mahomes, Mahomes brought them to the Super Bowl. Like Mahomes won them that Super Bowl. I would say a lot more. Sure. Uh, Fair enough. So. Okay, uh, last game, Browns at Ravens. So this was, uh, yeah, this was a hard fought game. I'd say. Um, I would say, you know, just general, general, general recap. Browns uh, lose ten to sixteen to the Ravens at home. Or Ravens are at home, and uh, I don't know another another kind of weird bad game for Baker. I would say overall, like I don't, I don't really love it. Um, Chubb is Chubb is quiet. Hunt is quiet. You know, their playmakers aren't really um, doing much. You know, we kind of think of them as as the running type of team, but they kind of. Uh, they kind of haven't 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 really achieved that ever ever since. I mean, Chubb and Kareem got hurt, but ever since OBJ left, man, it's been rough for them. I'm just I'm just saying, like, I think it had an effect. Honestly, maybe OBJ stretched the field or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's definitely fair. Like, no matter what, even if he's not going to get targeted, he still draws coverage. Right. So that's really important. But even without him. Jarvis Landry did look really good, at first, especially at the start of the game. Um, I'm not going to say – I know I said several weeks ago, it's like, wow, OBJ left, and it's like almost like the Browns are suddenly better. I was kidding, Anish. You know I was kidding. <laughs> but uh, it is interesting that uh, they've done what they have overall. But you just need – you. it's, again, versatility. You need – if you lose a playmaker – a dynamic one at that, then you are going to be heading tough sledding. Like, if your game plan is simple, teams are going to know how to defend you because defenses are getting better. Um, and if the offenses can't be dynamic and uh, 
trick them. You can't you can't do well if you can't trick the team because it's not about just guys beating guys anymore. There's the occasionally that like Tyree Kill will beat the DB down the field and stuff like that will happen here and there. For the most part, it's about tricking teams, and uh, you can't trick if your offense is one dimensional. And it's especially telling that Lamar has four interceptions. And still wins. And they win. Like, what does that say? What does that say about the Browns, right? Browns can't capitalize. The Browns are, yeah. Like, I really like the Browns. The first half of the season, man, they were really crushing it. Um, yeah, now now it's, you know, it's done. Like, they're not, they're not going to win anything. <laughs> it's like... They look so bad. I, I mean, to be fair, uh, I think Kareem just came back, right? Is that right? Yeah. This is um, first Chubb back. came back like one week ago. So maybe maybe they'll they'll get better. Um, but the thing is, they, they have to be better because they are the people who carry this offense. It is about them. It is not about – you don't want Jarvis Landry being the sole reason you ever win a game. You want it to be Nick Chubb and you want it to be Kareem Hunt. You don't want it to be Baker Mayfield. It's true. And not only that, but uh, it becomes more and more and more difficult for teams to win purely on defense in the NFL. Miles Garrett mm-hmm. leads the league in sacks, and you just went on about how you think the Browns are a horrible team right now. Mm-hmm. That says a lot. If a team mm-hmm. has a leading sack uh, monster and then also gets four interceptions against a MVP quarterback, and then they can't do anything about it. So is it a coaching thing? Is it a coaching thing? I don't know. I think in more ways than not, it is, but not directly. It's a culture thing. I'd say that uh, the the Browns have been uh, sluggish and uh, rather, I've been saying undisciplined about a lot of teams, like in terms of penalties, but I, I think that... Uh, Everyone is just off their rhythm, and uh, they they haven't synchronized in Cleveland at all. Maybe OBJ leaving did more psychologically than it did like from an actual football perspective, just because he is one of those guys that even if he wasn't playing great, people still love him. People loved his energy on that team. Yeah, um, it was uh, it was the turning point of the season. They're gonna look back and be like. Damn. If only we had OBJ, we would be good again. I I mean, that's weird. It's 100% true, though. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be the turning point for them by any means. It's just that uh, it was like a confluence of multiple factors, and that was like the biggest one. Their team was going downhill before they got rid of OBJ. Mm -hmm. Um. And I think it's also, like, even when their defense played really well, there were still times, not even looking at the offensive struggles, because we know that there were plenty of them. The defense was pretty boneheaded at times, too. Like, you saw that Jadavian Clowney hit on Lamar that was so Mm -hmm. late. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't do that. And then Malik McDowell hits Lamar, like, when he's already out of bounds. I mean, this team is frustrated. And it's letting their best half right now on defense get carried away at times, even when they do well. I think that's a culture thing, once again. So I don't know if that's because of Stefanski, but even if it's not really his fault, he's got to do something to clean up the doghouse. 
Well, that's a good read. Um, overall, just a very entertaining week, though. Um, a lot of good games. A lot of good games. Good bet for me. Packers, Super Bowl favorites. Good week. Um, Boy, <laughs> do I love hearing Packers and Super Bowl in the same sentence. It it could really ha- – the thing is, it could happen, but the Packers have lost. In, no, it really NFC can happen. So many years now. And we all remember the lovely year when they were 15-1, and one, mm-hmm. only to lose to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. times, good times. So – We'll see. We'll see how how it shakes out. Um, We will see you guys next episode. Next episode is going to be random stuff. The random stuff episode. Nice. The random stuff episode. So we're going to talk about fantasy, um, survivor, and uh, playoffs. Playoff predictions. So we'll see you guys then. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Peace.